In this episode, I'm going to interview a 29-year-old engineer who's had success in his career at a young age, and he's going to detail some of the steps that he's taken to get there. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Welcome to the show. This is the podcast for engineers that want to create extraordinary careers and lives. And I have an interesting show for you today. It's actually the first time I'm doing this. I'm bringing a young engineer on the show today who's going to talk about some success that he had in hopes that you can implement some of the same strategies that he used. He's a 29-year-old civil engineer, works for a consulting engineering company, Big Red Dog, down in Austin, Texas. He's a friend of mine, Bailey Harrington. Bailey's a friend because we met down in Austin when I gave my Engineer Your Own Success talk down there. And he joined my Institute for Engineering Career Development way back then. And I've gotten to know him really well since then. He's transitioned out of the military and he's had a lot of success at a young age in his career. And I'll give a little bit more of an intro when we get into the main segment of the show. But before I do that, let me give you a quick two announcements. First of all, I want to acknowledge the sponsor for today's show, which is Purdue University's Master of Engineering Management Program. This program allows you to earn a master's degree specifically designed to advance your career in industry with on-campus or online study options available. For details on the program, you can call 1-877-598-4233 or email promasters at purdue.edu. I get this question all the time from engineers. Should I get a master's in engineering, a master's in business administration? There's programs like this, the Master of Engineering Management, that are definitely interesting and can be extremely helpful for you if you know you want to stay in engineering but go on more of a business route. So definitely contact Purdue University. I know this program. I've met the people. I've spoken to students there and they are having success and I will try to get some of them on the show as well. And the second announcement I want to make, and then we'll jump right in, is registration is now open for the Engineering Career Success Summit. This is a conference that I'm putting on in Washington, D.C. in late April. And it is the only event that's focused 100% on transforming engineers into powerful leaders. The event will focus on helping you to improve your communication skills, become a better networker so you can build powerful relationships, and overall become a leader. We've got some amazing speakers, Jonathan Fanning, who's the keynote. If you go to engineeringevent.com, click on the schedule and click on the keynote session, you can actually watch a quick video of John Fanning. And he's a really powerful inspirational speaker. And then we've got an amazing amount of engineering career experts that are going to be there. So please check it out. We also have a special tour that we added of the US Capitol, an engineering tour with very limited seating. So again, that's engineeringevent.com. I hope you'll join us down in Washington, D.C. If you have any questions about the event, simply email me at afasano at engineeringcareercoach.com. With that, let me give you a quote and they'll bring us right into the main segment with Bailey Harrington. The quote I've chosen for this show is from Vince Lombardi, and it goes as follows. The difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength, not a lack of knowledge, but rather a lack of will. 
And I've chosen that because Bailey really inspires us in this show, as you'll see in the main segment coming up, to push your limits, push your boundaries. So with that, let's do it. Now it's time for the main segment of the show, and I'm excited to have with me today a friend of mine, Bailey. He is a civil engineer down in Austin, Texas. He's actually recently promoted to project manager at the civil engineering consulting firm. And I want to talk to Bailey a little bit about what steps he kind of took to make that leap. He's a young guy, 29 years old, and he's had a lot of success already. So Bailey, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Anthony. So Bailey, this is kind of the first time I'm doing this on the show. We've had about almost 45 episodes and you know most of them have been focused on kind of coaching engineers on different challenges that they've had. And also I've had a bunch of experts on the show but I want to try to get more into talking with some engineers that have had success in their careers so that they could share some of the things that have been helpful for you. So before we start, Bailey, why don't you give the audience a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Definitely. I was an army brat growing up. My dad is a surgeon and went to West Point, graduated in the 70s. And so as a kid, we bounced around all over the time or all over the place. And uh, I graduated high school in El Paso, and then I, I myself went to the military academy at West Point. I did uh, four years there, got my civil engineering degree uh, from there, and I can go into a long story about that, but I was about a day away from choosing a German major. So I, pick, I guess I picked the right major and did civil engineering, and then graduated from West Point in 2008, spent uh, five years in the Army as a, uh, an engineer officer with a year of that being deployed in uh, Afghanistan in uh, Regional Command South. They call it RC South, kind of the Pakistan border. I got out of the Army, got my PE license, and I started working for a company called Big Red Dog Engineering. We do land development and consulting uh, back in the summer of 2013. So it's been about a year and a half now. And just to give the listeners some background, the way Bailey and I met, basically I was giving a talk in Austin geez, a few years ago now. And uh, Bailey came up to me afterwards, explained to me that he was going to be transitioning out of the military. We spoke a little bit. Bailey ended up joining the Institute for Engineering Career Development, the community I run for engineers, and we've been able to stay in touch through the community. He's been to a couple of the events I put on. I actually helped throw the one in Austin, which was a great event. And so uh, we've kept in touch quite a bit. And I know that he has obviously successfully transitioned out of the military and where he was started out primarily in the field on projects and has now kind of is making a transition. So Bailey, why don't you talk a little bit? I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that start off, whether they're in the field or you know they're doing some of the tasks that typically you do when you start your career, and then they're either trying to make a transition or thinking about a transition. Why don't you share some of the things that helped you to get that project manager promotion, which a lot of engineers kind of covet? Well, first off, I had a lot of exposure to the vice president and the president uh, of our office just based on the position I was at. And uh, we're a smaller firm. There, right now we have 30 people in the Austin office that do civil engineering. But when on a daily basis, I was interacting with uh, those two people, and they're the ones that basically make those decisions of who promotes you. So I think just by the nature of what my job was, even though I was in the field, I was having to talk to them all the time. My desk was right next to there, so I guess that helped too. But having FaceTime with those kind of influential decision makers in your company, 
is is crucial. Even if you're, you know, a, an EIT that works at one of these giant giant companies, I mean, obviously you're not going to have chances to meet the CEO every day. If you have that chance, you need to definitely take it and make the most of it. But you need to identify, I think, who are the people that make those hiring decisions and promotional decisions and really try and get in front of them as much as you can and just show your worth and just show that you're not afraid to get out of your comfort zone and solve problems. And I think if you can do that, and I think the rest will take care of itself as long as you're a team player and, and demonstrate those kind of strengths that you have. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think that that's a really important point because I think what happens to a lot of engineers that I know is that even if you're really good at your job, they just kind of do their job, keep their head down, plug away project after project. And I think sometimes what you need to do, like Bailey's saying, is you need to talk with some of the influential people in your office and you need to, and not in a way where you're bragging, but I think you need to make sure that they understand the value that you're bringing to the table and they can see what you're capable of doing. And they can see that if they need someone to go out to a site and talk with a client in kind of like a crisis situation that you can step up and you can go do it and they just see you doing it. That's kind of what that FaceTime is. They see you making the move. So I definitely think that's a great point. Bailey, talk to us a little bit about like skill development. Like what are some of the skills that you think that you had or that you've developed over the last few years that helped you also with this, not just with the promotion, which you got, but also that you see helping you with this transition? Well, I'll start off by saying I'm not the, the smartest guy ever. I mean, I understand math and science and I got good grades in school, but I don't know everything there is to know about engineering. And I don't pretend to. I think if you feel like you know everything about your field technically, then you're kind of selling yourself short. And so being able to understand that you don't know everything, almost if you go with the mindset that you don't know anything and you you let yourself be humble and almost vulnerable to your, uh, your coworkers and your subordinates to be able to ask those kind of questions and uh, be confident when you need to, but I mean, be willing to ask for help. If you're in a company that you want to stay in or in a, in a situation that, that you think is beneficial for you in the long run, people aren't going to look down on you from being able to ask questions. I mean, they're going to see that as, uh, oh my God, this guy wants to get better. He wants to make the team better. And they're going to put their arm around it and help you out. And if nobody's willing to do that, then honestly, I think you're in a bad situation and should think about leaving. So I would say being able to be humble is one thing and being able to, to grow yourself, become more competent through that. Being willing to get out of your comfort zone, which kind of goes along with that. If you're comfortable behind a computer doing math, try getting out of your comfort zone and go talk to people uh, outside your company, outside your discipline. And then finally, I mean, I would say try and balance everything. Try and make sure that for every you know, second you're spending there doing work, you spend maybe not an equivalent second, but you spend kind of like the guy that spoke at your, uh, your Austin meetup, mm-hmm. how he said, you're never going to get the, uh, equal portions of the pie. It's never going to happen, right. uh, at least width wise. But if you can really get depth into stuff that you want to. So if you spend time with your family, it might not be 20 hours a day, obviously, but if you get a couple hours a day with your family, get down into it, make it worth your while and you know, make that slice of the pie deeper as opposed to wider. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that's pretty important stuff. Yeah, that was such a good concept. That was Brett Harward, for those of you listening. He wrote a book called The Five Laws That Determine All of Life's Outcomes. And I, I distinctly remember that too. I think about that a lot. We talk about time management and balance and all these things that people are trying to 
find in their life. And this guy said, all the pieces of the pie are never going to be equal when you cut the pie. But if you're at home, let's say, then make sure that you're engaged in that, that piece of the pie, even if it's a small sliver, that it's deep and that you're engaged in it. So I'm glad that, that Bailey brought that up because I think about that often. So Bailey, one of the things you said a few times so far tonight throughout the call is to get outside of your comfort zone. That's something obviously that you think is important and that you try to do. You gave a couple of quick examples, but talk to us a little bit more about that. How can an engineer push themselves to get out of their comfort zone? I can tell you a a kind of a funny goal that I have. And people make fun of me all the, not necessarily all the time, but I, I like to set a personal goal that wherever I go in the city of Austin, I want to know one person there. And it's a completely unattainable goal. I'm going to go anywhere in Austin, and I'm going to know everybody there. So I would say that being able to to make a little game with yourself almost and do something where you can turn it into a game with yourself and, and push yourself to, if it's me, more people, go out and meet more people that way. Go to other organizations with, with like kind of like pet circles and passions that you like to do. I would say that getting out of your comfort zone kind of depends on, you know, it's always going to be different from person to person. Stereotypically, a lot of engineers, obviously, their comfort zone is going to be doing technical things. Yep. And that's obviously not really what you need in order to progress in your career, unless you want to stay on the technical side. You have to be willing to work on your soft skills, your people skills, and things that can help you find what people, what makes people tick and how you can turn those things into motivators and then mesh them as a team and push people forward. So if it's joining an organization and going out and meeting other people, um, whether it's ASCE, if you like joining other engineers or one of the things I do on a monthly basis, I'm a board member on a food and wine foundation and I love to eat. Uh, and I, I mean, I could talk to you probably longer about the food scene in Austin than I can about soft skills and engineering. But so I can mesh my passion for food and the local food and beverage scene to going out and meeting people. And, I, you know, I was at a party the other day because of that organization. I met uh, a developer and might go have dinner with her husband and her and then my wife, which could lead to more business. So if you can find kind of your niche passions, even though it might not correlate directly to what you do on a daily basis, it can help lead to more opportunities for you. That's definitely a really good example. Along the same lines, what I always tell engineers is if you go to a networking event, make it a goal to walk out of the room knowing one person that you didn't know. When I, and when I say knowing, I mean having their contact information, having a conversation with them where you learn something about them and having an intention to follow up with them. Because you know what tends to happen is you go to a networking event and you sit around with all the same people that you know and that you talk to all the time. And that's not pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. That's just staying within your comfort zone. And one of the things I can tell you too about your comfort zone, if you really want to push your comfort zone, is set goals for yourself that are probably you know loftier than you think, but then tell people about them. Commit to them with people, your boss, you know, like if you tell your boss, I'm going to bring in $50,000 worth of work this year and I'll give you a report once a month, you know, then you can bet your butt, even if you're not a big networker, you're going to be out there. You're going to be 
connecting with people, trying to bring in business because you got to tell your boss like once a month that you brought in, you know, four or five thousand dollars a month. So doing something like that can be a big push for you. Well, one for me that I, I mentioned on the podcast a few episodes ago was that I get so many requests to speak with my book from Spanish speaking engineers that I decided this year that I want to learn Spanish enough to the point where I can give my uh, engineer on success seminar in Spanish by the end of the year. I mentioned on the podcast, I'm going to be putting it on my website for some time in December and I'm taking two courses right now and I'm really, really working hard at it. And primarily one of the reasons is because I put myself out there committed to people. And if you don't do that, then you're not going to make change. So that's something that you really need to focus on in your career and just in life in general. I mean, if you want to just improve yourself, you're going to have to get outside your comfort zone. And I'm glad that Bailey spent a good portion of the time and the advice that he's given here today on that characteristics. So Bailey, what's next for you? You've got this promotion now to project manager, and I'm sure now you're in the transition phase, kind of getting yourself into it. What are your goals kind of from here? Where do you want to go? I've kind of been more focused on this year in the short term to just try and make this team take it to the next level. Not to sound too cliche, but he had spoke at an event I put on. He was a his name's Tony Burgess, and I got to get you in contact with him, honestly. But he he started the leadership development program at West Point, like a formal uh, program for it. Wow. And now he runs a company here in Austin called Task Force 144. And he goes and teaches corporate leadership and stuff like that. But one of the things he talked about when he talked, about our, talked to our ASCE event was uh, team building. And he talked about you know, a bunch of different things. But one of the things that really stuck with me was he said, Any, anybody on a team has talent. We all have talents. They're all different talents and they're all unique and they're all, but they're all talents. And our job as leaders is to turn those individual talents into strengths. And there's a difference between a talent and strength. And once you can take it to that level, you can then take your team to the whole new level. So my goal right now, and I'm starting it within the next two weeks, I've given my team little papers to fill out. And I'm, I know it's, you know, several, like several steps to this whole process, but I'm trying to find out where my team members individually want to go, where they think their strengths are and try and identify those talents. I'm sorry, I use strengths, but I should say talents, try and find those talents and then utilize them as a team to take us to the next level, both um, fiscally, but also in a way that we have fun while we're doing it. That sounds like a, a really awesome approach you're taking there. And one thing that I'll offer up you know, for you, certainly, and for the listeners, is that I, I stumbled upon this and doing some research on kind of strengths and teams. I believe it's a book and, and also an assessment called Strengths, Strengths Finder or Strength Finder. I'll link to it in the show notes here. And the show notes for the show, I'll just make engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y. That'll be easy to remember. And basically what this assessment is, and I haven't taken it yet, but I plan to take it and have the people on my team take it. It it ranks all your strengths, but then also ranks kind of, it shows you your strengths and your weaknesses and it lays them all out. And I, I forget how many measurements it does, but basically the point of it is that if the whole team takes the assessment and you can see what everyone's strengths and weaknesses are, then you can build off of them. Because I think one of the challenges for me, I know, is a lot of times, you know, I'm fairly fast-paced person, uh, aggressive, and I like to work with people like that. 
So I tend to build a team with people like that. But then if there's too many people that are really aggressive, then other things that can happen that aren't so good, like you can miss things, you can miss some details, or you know you don't necessarily look at some of the details. So I want to use this strength finder, I think, to do exactly what you're talking about, which is look at everyone's strengths together and try to mesh them together and use them kind of, I guess, to reach kind of the common goal. So yeah, it was, it was really interesting when he said he, I, all, all I could think about was uh, the NBA Finals last year where you had the Heat versus the Spurs. And I know I'll probably, you know, stir up some feathers for any engineers down in Miami, but I'm, I'm a Spurs <laughs> fan. But I, I remember specifically in game, the, the final game of the series, they showed a zoom in of LeBron and then a zoom in of Greg Popovich. And LeBron goes, we're going to win this, guys. Just follow me. And then I heard Coach Pop say, we're going to win this, guys, but we got to work together. And that just summed it up for me right there. Because <laughs> if, if, if I'm an engineer and I, I can say to myself for my team, okay, I'm going to take on a majority of this burden because I know how to do X, Y, and Z. And that's the only way we're going to get things done. A, you're going to get burnt out, but B, you're not going to lift everybody up around you. But if you can find, like I now or make that connection to the Spurs again, if you can find what everybody on the team can do pretty damn well and put it together, you're going to be so much better than the one dude that does, you know, a few things pretty, pretty well too. So hmm. that just summed it all for up, summed up the entire NBA finals for me right there in the, that phrase. But, yep. but just basically like teamwork and leadership right there. Just it was just embodied right there in that, that screenshot. I think that's awesome. I think that that's a great way for us to kind of, sum up of this episode. So just for me to recap here, a couple of points that Bailey gave us that were real helpful for him in in making a lot of progression at a young age in his career is, first, he mentioned being able to communicate with the managers and the influencers, having FaceTime with them and letting them see that you're the kind of person that can go get something done and go after something. And the second thing he mentioned was, don't pretend to know everything. Ask for help, stay humble, no matter what level you're at. And I agree with that 100%. You can always learn from that. I recently connected with an engineer on LinkedIn and, and I replied saying, kind of, thanks for the connection. I have a lot of resources on my site for engineers. I'm building soft skills. And his reply to me, and he was like a young EIT. His reply to me was, thanks, but my soft skills, I feel are really strong. I don't really need to improve. And I'm too busy really to look at any of that stuff. And I was basically just thinking to myself, I feel bad for this engineer because he's not going to be open to change or improving which is not a good thing. But that's something that's important you should maintain throughout your career. And then the last thing that we talked about, or the last point he gave us was to get out of your comfort zone, which we spent some time on, which is huge. You have to continue to push yourself out of your comfort zone to grow, period. That's something you got to focus on. And then the the last point that Bailey just mentioned to kind of sum it up, which was uh, excellent, I think, is build a team, build a strong team around you as a project manager, as an engineer, you're going to work on teams your whole career. There's no doubt about that. So if you want to build strong teams, learn everyone's strengths and try to put them together, almost like a puzzle, make them fit together so that you could succeed. So with that, I want to thank Bailey. I know he's a busy guy. Bailey, thanks for coming on, man, and giving out some advice. Thanks, Anthony. Stay warm up there. Yeah, I will. Thanks. For the Take Action Today segment of the show, I want to, instead of giving you some actionable tip, what I want to talk about is a little bit more about one of the points that Bailey mentioned in the Made segment, which was you know his access to high-level people in the company. 
and we've had a lot of discussion about this in the IECD and the forums lately about office politics and, and things of that nature. The way I take that point is I don't take it as kissing up, so to speak, to executives or to the people that can give you a raise or a bonus. I take it as just being around those people and being known as the go-to person. That's how you get noticed. That's how you succeed. That's how you advance. It's not about just telling someone what they want to hear because that's not what you should do, at least from my perspective. But having access to those people that are decision makers, being around them, uh, being able to jump on an opportunity when they offer one to you, I think that that's very important. I think that that's kind of the perspective that I took from when Bailey was talking about that. So for those of you out there that thought maybe, well, you know, I don't want to just be kissing up to people. I don't think that that's what that means. And I do think you should try to associate with those higher level people, try to get to the meetings that they're at, try to help them where you can and be of value to them because that's how you're going to grow and that's how you're going to move up to the position that you want to get ultimately. So with that, I hope you enjoyed the show today. It's kind of a little different show. So please shoot me an email and give me some feedback if you'd like, afasano at engineeringcareercoach.com. And lastly, if you want to build some of the skills that Bailey referred to today, if you want to push your comfort zone, push yourself out of your comfort zone, you know, really think about coming to the Engineering Career Success Summit at the end of April in Washington, D.C. You can get all the details at engineeringevent.com. There's also a virtual ticket that you can get if you can't make it. So check it out. We're going to help engineers to build their communication skills, learn how to be powerful networkers, and also become leaders in the industry. You're going to have all the tools you need to do those things, and you're going to meet a lot of amazing people and speakers in the process. So please check it out at engineeringevent.com. And until then, I hope that you continue to engineer your own success. If you want to hear more episodes of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or go to engineeringcareercoach.com, where you will find tons of free engineering career resources. Just click the Start Here button on the site for an easy-to-navigate index of all the resources available. You can also follow Anthony Fasano on Twitter at Anthony J. Fasano or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash engineer your own success. Until the next time, thanks for listening.